Well, good morning. morning. It's great to be with you this morning. You might be wondering why, as John said, I was in the moving business when I'm a a pastor teaching elder. And um, so uh, I'm a missionary in Madrid, and many of you know that, but some of you don't. And so I'm on furlough right now. But 15 years ago, when I was raising support to go to Madrid, um, I needed income. I needed to feed my family uh, until we had our support raised. And so I started a little moving company called Brothers Moving Company with my brother. And uh, let me tell you, if you're unemployed, a moving company is the way to go. You know how much we, we invested in this company? 24 blankets and a dolly. That's it. You rent a truck from Penske Truck, you get you a couple of helpers, you put up some ads in the apartment complex, and you're in business. So all you unemployed guys out there, no excuses. And also, uh, a little plug, uh, Brothers Moving Company is still in business. Uh, my brother continued it. We've been in Spain, and uh, it's now called DeWitt Moving Company. So if you're looking for a good mover, give him a call. <laughs> He'll appreciate that I, I made that little plug for him. Um, we're going to look at uh, Psalms 42 and 43, if you've got your Bible, um, open there and we'll read it. Aha, uh-huh, we've got it up here too, okay, even better. <clears throat> um, and uh, there's a reason why we're going to read both of these Psalms. They really are one Psalm, and you're going to see that as we read it. So um, just note the similarities or the overlap between the two. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me continually, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me continually, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people from the deceitful and unjust man. Deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, 
to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Let's, let's pray again. Father, uh, as we have now read your word and meditated on it some, we pray that you would speak to our hearts personally about uh, our need to pour out our soul to you. Thank you that you give us this encouragement in difficult times, and we pray that your Holy Spirit would make it real and practical in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, I think you probably can see now why I read both Psalms that refrain, why are you downcast, O my soul? Hope in God. Uh, we see that in, in both Psalms. It ties it together. A little bit of... Um, uh, understanding as to why I chose this psalm, these psalms. You know, we are, we've been going through difficult times. Uh, hopefully now, at least in the United States, we're coming out of these difficult times of the, the pandemic. Some of us, I'm sure, are still struggling with the consequences of the pandemic in your business uh, or in other situations. Um, but I believe these psalms really help us trust God in difficult times. And there may be other difficulties that you're experiencing that this psalm would be a help to you for, to, to hope in God in difficult times. And um, we see, as I said, how this uh, refrain repeats itself three times in verses 5 and 11 in, verse, in Psalm 42, and then again in verse 5 in, in Psalm 43. So that's an emphasis. That's something God wants us to see and hear. So I'm going to particularly verse, focus on verses uh, 3 through 6 of Psalm 42, but it's a theme throughout both Psalms. A little bit of background. We don't know who the psalmist was. It could have been David. You know, David wrote many of the Psalms, but we don't really know. What we do know about him, we see in verse 5, in the second half, uh, he's, he's, uh, it says, um, My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon from Mount Mizar. Well, Mount Hermon is up north, okay, way up in northern Israel. So what, is, what this tells us is that he's far from home, okay, and he misses the church. He misses his temple worship. He misses the temple in Jerusalem, where he's used to going up with a throng of people to worship God. And so he's longing for his community and for his home, his homeland, his people. And uh, so it says that his soul is downcast. Let me read verses 3 through 6 again, just so we have them really clearly right before us. My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me continually, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So, um, as I said, I think this is important. 
because many of us have experienced or are experiencing difficult times, uh, whether due to the pandemic or, or something else. Uh, honestly, um, I stand before you as a downcast person this morning because a good friend of mine died yesterday, and I woke up this morning just, just really blue. And uh, so I needed, I needed this psalm. I needed to hear this. So I'm preaching to myself as much as I am to you. So I just ask you, are, are you feeling despondent? Are you feeling discouraged? Are you passing through a difficult time? This is a good word for you. Also, maybe you don't, don't even know how you feel. Maybe you need to check in with yourself and get in touch with your feelings. Um, what, are you, what are you really feeling? I ask, I, I'm not good at that. And uh, my family didn't raise us to be real feelings people. And uh, I, asked, I was thinking about this psalm the other day, and I asked my mom, who's still alive, she's 93, and I said, Mom, how do you feel right now? And she went, uh, uh, I feel hungry. I said, Mom, that's not, I know we speak that way, but that's not really a feeling. I want to know how you, cause, you know, it was just hard for her to identify what her, what her feelings were. And um, so this psalm helps us. And so we're going to see three things in this psalm that help us to put our hope in God even when we're passing through difficult times. Um, the first thing I see in verse 4 is to pour out your soul. Verse 4 says, These things I remember as I pour out my soul. That was the psalmist's way of saying what we often say today, which is, i got to get in touch with my feelings. Um, that is to say, you don't hate your feelings. You don't say, no, no, a real Christian wouldn't feel this way. A truly spiritual person wouldn't, wouldn't feel these feelings of anger or frustration or despondency or discouragement that I'm feeling. I'm, I'm not really feeling that way. No. The psalmist says, that is what I feel. And he, he's in touch with himself. Um, he's being honest about how he feels. And he's admitting that he's not doing well. And that's the first thing that he teaches us about how to relate to God when you're feeling discouraged. He's listening to the emotions of his heart. He's feeling what he feels. And it's a good thing. Like I said, I come from a pretty stoic family. I guess it's a good Scotch-Irish family or something like that, you know, where we just don't talk about our feelings in my family. Uh, fortunately, I married someone. Those of you who know Carol a little bit, you know she's not like that, and she's helped me grow and balanced me out some in that area. But, um, you know, in, in my family, we don't cry. We don't say our feelings. We don't get too sad. We don't get too happy. <laughs> and we definitely don't tell anybody what we're feeling because we don't know. Um, I remember one, one thing that, uh, that happened that really brought this lack in my life to my attention. I went on a retreat, and the retreat, at, on the retreat, the leader of the retreat said, everybody get out a pen and paper and draw a little face, you know, of what you're feeling right now. Nowadays, we use the emoticons, you know, in our, on our cell phones. This was before those days. And I had no clue what to draw. 
I didn't, I didn't know. I, I mean, really, these words like, I feel frustrated, angry, sad, grieving, they weren't really a, a part of my normal vocabulary. And um, somebody would say to me, how are you doing? And I'd say, fine, I guess, you know, because I, I really didn't know what I felt. And God has helped me to grow, and he can help you to grow in hoping in him by knowing what your feelings are, identifying them, and pouring them out to God. He can handle it. He can handle, I used to have this friend who said, it's okay to have a little brass with God. And I always thought that was a good expression. It kind of got across the idea of, you know, if you're, if you're upset about something, tell God about it. If you're upset with him, tell him about it. He can handle it. And so that's the first instruction for us here when, when we're needing to reignite our hope is to pour out your soul to God, pour out your feelings. The second thing is to talk to yourself. We see this in verse 5. Did you notice that the psalmist, what he does once he realizes what he's feeling, that he's sorrowful, he speaks to himself. He talks to himself, to his own heart. Um, Verse 5, why are you cast down on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me? And then again in verse 11 and again in, in Psalm 43. Who's he talking to? He's not talking to God. And he's not talking to us, the reader, either. He's talking to his soul. He's talking to himself. Uh, he's saying, come on, soul. It's sort of like he's grabbing his soul by the arms, by the shoulders, and shaking and said, come on, soul. You know, listen to me. Uh, And actually, you can see that in many places in the Psalms. I'll give you one other example if you're taking notes. Psalm 62, verse 5 says this, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. You see, the psalmist is speaking to his own soul, and he's saying, Wait in silence, for my hope is from him. So, this is a, an approach that can help us when we're feeling hopeless, discouraged, despondent. Uh, let me read something from the British preacher Martin Lloyd-Jones. If you don't know that name, you should. He's a great preacher. He lived in England, in London, in the six, died in the 60s, and he wrote some, some great books. Um, most of them are his sermons put into book form. But um, he wrote a book called Spiritual Depression, and um, in that book, we, we find the following words. The first thing we have to learn is what the psalmist learned. We must learn to take ourselves in hand. He is talking to himself. He is addressing himself. It is important to see that this is not the same as morbidity and introspection. We must talk to ourselves instead of allowing ourselves to talk to us. When we're despondent, we tend to allow ourselves to talk to us instead of talking to ourselves. Am I just trying to be deliberately paradoxical? Far from it. This is the very essence of wisdom in this matter. Have you realized that so much of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? So the psalmist stands up and says, Self, listen up for a moment. Then you must go on to remind yourself of God. 
who God is and what God is and what God has done and what God has pledged himself to do. Then end on this great note. Defy yourself and defy other people and defy the devil and the whole world and say with this man, I shall yet praise him for he is my God. So what Lloyd-Jones is talking about is that when you listen to your heart, your heart tends to say all types of panicky things. What if, this, what if it doesn't work out? Things are not going to ever get any better. What if my business sinks? What if I get fired what if, or laid off? What if, what if, what if? All this, and all this anxiety starts building up in your heart because you're letting your heart talk to you. And so Lloyd-Jones says, just the opposite is what we need to do. You need to turn to your heart and say, heart, let me talk to you about some important things. This is what I know. This is what God has planned. This is what he has promised, and it's good. So um, I've started to learn to do this. I'm a novice at it, but I live uh, in an apartment in Madrid in front of a park. And I've gotten into the little habit of going out at night before I go to bed, taking a little walk in the park, and sit on my favorite bench. And I just review the day, and I talk to God, and I, and I, and I recognize what I'm feeling, try to, and, uh, and get in touch with those feelings. And then I say, soul, come on, soul. Put your hope in God and quit letting your feelings control you. But... Your hope in God is where you need to be focused. So thirdly, when we're having that moment, when we're speaking to our soul, we need some ammunition. We need some content. We need to know what to say to that soul instead of listening to your heart. So our first point was pour out your soul to God. Our second point was speak to your heart. And the third is to remind yourself of your assurances. Remind yourself of what you know to be true. Remind yourself of your hopes. The, the psalmist says here, hope in God, and he says it three times. Psalm 103, verse 2 is another example uh, of this uh, speaking to your heart, and it, it gives us a little bit more. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Okay, there it is. Soul, bless the Lord. I command you, soul. Bless the Lord, and forget not all his benefits. Now, let's think about that. We know our Bibles. We know we're, we live this side of the cross. We know the assurances that God has given us in the New Testament. What are his benefits? The, as a Christian, we can, we can think a lot of them. I, I'll give you a few. Uh, when you start thinking that... Uh, um, my past, about your past, the things you've done wrong, the things that you know you're guilty of, you start condemning yourself, what do you do? You remind yourself that Christ died for your sins at the, and that you stand before him, not on the basis of you being a good person, but on the basis of Jesus' death and sacrifice for your sins. What do we call that? Justification, right? I am justified before God on the basis of what Christ did, not what I do. Or another thing that can happen is 
we can start thinking, I'm never going to change. I'm not, I'm not growing. I'm just stagnant. I'm, I've always been this way. I'm always going to be this way. I'm never going to change. But we have the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces change in us. He's got us in this process, which we call sanctification, growth in Christ. So we claim that. We affirm that. I, I may not be as good as I want to be. I, I may not be what I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be because God is working with me. He's changing me. Or uh, when I think about how he, I can think about how he's made me his son or his daughter. What do we call that? Adoption. I can go to him with any need at any time because he's my loving heavenly father. He's adopted me into his family. That's a promise. That's a great and wonderful promise. Or I can think about my future. Maybe you're ten, you tend to get nervous or anxious when you think about your future. But what is your future? Your future is eternity with him. So sickness, even death, doesn't ultimately destroy us because my life is in his hands. What do we call that? Glorification. He's going to glorify us. He's going to raise us up with Christ. He's going to give us a new body. These are his assurances to us. So those are the kinds of things that we can speak to our soul. We can speak to our heart when those despondent, discouraging, depressing thoughts start to flood our minds. Um, like I said, I, I didn't wake up feeling real great this morning. This is a dear brother who died yesterday. And uh, so I got up early and I started meditating on the message and on the psalm and I started doing this. And I'm not telling you that I'm all happy now. This is a time for grieving for me. Uh, but my hope is in him. I've had that time with him today where I've placed my hope in him, where I've read these promises, I've reassured my, my heart, I've spoken to my heart, and so I'm encouraged. And I know that he is working in me, transforming me, changing me, and I'll know I'll come out of this, and I know that eventually I'll be fine again, and it's really not so much about me, it's about uh, his wife that, that he left and so forth. Um, but ultimately we know that our lives are in his hands and we can reassure our hearts when we pour out our soul to God and let him do the work. So, what do you do when you're losing hope? Pour out your soul to God, talk to your heart, and reassure yourself with his great promises. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, again for your word. Thank you for these um, instructions that you've left us in these two great psalms. Help us to, to apply them to our circumstances and our situations today. For your praise and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.